begin are we are we we are welcome welcome ladies and gentlemen to height drop thank you so much for listening uh this is our 10th episode very excited to bring you guys a um a few guests on this episode we have jefe in studio yeah what up he's actually doing a production assistance on this one as well yes might be our new producer I've got lots of money to throw at this thing. Yeah, tens, yeah he's he's just dollars. he's just an angel investor, ten dollars, <laughs> and a couple of strokes underneath the table. Um, so and then on today's episode we had a surprise guest. I was actually gonna just talk to you guys. I was gonna ramble on. I was gonna go over some of the current events in parkour that I have been paying attention to, and I was gonna go over um, some voicemails, some hot drop hotline voicemails that we got. However, we got thrown off the rails a little bit in a, in the best way. Jake Smith showed up to our house as we were about to start the cut podcast, and uh, he's still here now as we're recording these outros. So um, I was getting him in on it as well. And uh, <laughs> here he is. Yeah, we're doing the intros and the outros together. Fuck it. Yo, what but, up? Uh, I was gonna introduce you, but now you just there you are. You're introducing <laughs> yourself. Uh, we had a conversation. We just wrapped it up. I'm just recording these intro. This intro post post-conversation uh, but you know that's the way you kind of have to do it this is a secret of the trade boys um once i get really skilled then we'll do them all live we'll just shoot all <laughs> live cover to cover there won't be any like out of sequence bullshit well, uh, i'm happy to hear be here uh, i think we're going to talk about some really interesting things oh yeah man <laughs> just wait just wait and see um but thank you jake smith for joining us and your dog his dog fucks with us the whole podcast He's yeah, he's a little bored. I mean, what can you expect? He's a dog. I hope you guys don't think I sound mean to him. I just know him really well, so I can kind of talk to him. Yeah, you you can tell him to fuck off. I mean, I did smack him really hard in the face with a bat, but <laughs> he did. But he's calmed down after that. He calmed him right down. Yeah, he hasn't moved an inch. I'm just kidding, guys. Animal cruelty is not funny at all. Actually, I love that dog. He's super, he's actually kind of got a sad look on his face, like just hearing that. I feel bad. All right, anyhow. So we have Jake and Hefe on today's episode. Um, we're already, and we're cut to that conversation in a minute. But before we did that, I wanted to just, just thank you guys for listening all the way up to this point. You know, we're at 10 episodes in right now. This is the DECA episode. I think I say that earlier maybe, but this is the 10th episode. I'm proud of us for getting this far. It's not nothing. It's almost two months of podcasting. One, one episode a week. <laughs> hey man <laughs> some people try to do shit for two months and they quit after two weeks all right so i'm just saying well we you know fuck yeah we got this going we're in this together i love it, it i'm proud of you i'm proud of that i'm mostly proud of yourself you should be you should all be proud of yourselves um yeah, so I'm really stoked that we made it this far, and uh, I'm glad that we're bringing... You know, we did a tester this time. I don't know at this moment if we're going to use it because I just don't know if it's usable, but I set up my GoPro. We recorded our conversation. Um, so if it's usable, we'll, we'll actually upload a video to the fir- for the first time to the High Drop channel, and uh, we'll start expanding, you know? As we grow, the podcast grows. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, and every time we get to milestones like this, we're going to step it up a notch. So, you know, if you guys that you're here now, ooh, just wait. You just, you're about to see the internet basically like happen. It's just, that's how much the podcast is going to grow. There's going to be game changers. It's going to be nuts. Um, and so without further ado, before we get into that conversation uh, with the beautiful Jake and Hefe, I hope you guys will join me in listening to 
here's what happened. I thought <laughs> I thought we had four voicemails from the High Drop Hotline. I thought you guys were really ringing that bell. I thought you were hitting it up. I was getting really excited. I was like, oh, man, we got mad High Drop callers. Yeah, community is growing. Um, and it's not that it's not. It's not that it's not growing. We appreciate you guys listening. We, we are getting more consistent and bigger bigger downloads. But... On this occasion, it wasn't four voicemails from four new callers. It was actually the same caller from the first time and just him four times. And uh, actually, much love to this guy because we really appreciate the the just the effort the that went into like these voicemails. If you don't realize, um, and maybe I'll include this as part of the voicemail, if you guys call the hotline, there is like a three-minute uh, buzzer. If you don't get your voicemail done within three minutes, it hangs up on you. So have something prepared maybe or, or don't and leave multiple voicemails and I'll stitch them together. That's what we're going to do with this one. Um, because our friend, his name is, we, we figured out he's not anonymous anymore. his name's Eric price. He's, uh, from Florida. Uh, I think Jacksonville, I think is what he said. And, um, let's just go ahead and have a listen to, to him because, because. Ooh, interesting. I just turned off one of the mics and I got a little feedback there. Um, let's go ahead and li- have a listen. This is again uh, the beginning of this. He calls himself his an anonymous contributor, but he is not anonymous anymore. He is, in fact, a named Eric Price. And here's his call. Your anonymous contributor again. Uh, sorry for calling you so much. I just ran out of time on the first one and then on the second one. Just. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there was two voicemails that actually we don't even get to use and you guys don't need to hear because he called and then got cut off and then didn't like his voicemail and then did the whole thing where you have to like, you can re-record, but he didn't and he just called back. So we got these new voicemails. Let's carry on. Stumbled over all of my words. So I'll try to get through uh, everything that I want to talk about uh, as quickly as possible. Um, first off, I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, kind of give you a response on what I meant by uh, teaching a watered down parkour curriculum and uh, some sort of... And we don't know what he was talking about, but you guys don't know because you didn't listen to the first messages, but... Suffice it to say, he mentions teaching a water, watered-down parkour curriculum. Here we go. Gymnastics gym from uh, last episode. Um, because that's actually kind of what I'm... That's actually 100% what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm working at a gymnastics gym here in uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, that uh, basically has the worst curriculum I have ever laid eyes on, and it is 100% terrible. I mean... You're losing me, Eric, right now. I mean, <laughs> what what's going on here, man? This is you. You're on the other side all of a sudden. But you're working there, but you're not. Are you changing the curriculum? Are you trying? We, <laughs> what's going on? Oh shit, shit. Sorry, dude. I cut off your mic. But whatever, it's back on now. If you want to get in on it, <laughs> they probably heard you in the background. It's getting a little sloppy in here. We haven't done the high drop live voicemail uh, hotline readings yet. This is the first time we're going. Not live, but whatever, unscripted. Like I, I don't. I'm not gonna cut this or edit it. So here we go. More. And uh, it just makes it makes almost any other curriculum that you'd ever see look a hundred percent better. Um, but it's the curriculum that uh, the gym that I'm working at has bought, and it's the one that they're you know trying to use to basically get around the insurance purposes, like of you know parkour being a wordy dirt to the. You know, Wordy dirt is not a dirty word, actually, sir. I think you got a little dyslexic on that beast. Uh, damn. I mean, this is... Th- I actually, re- you know, I was talking some shit just now, but I really appreciate Eric calling in and giving us his honest uh, and frank 
description of what's happening. What's happening out there? Because a lot of us don't know. You know, we're in these bubbles. We we think we understand exactly what's happening in the world of parkour, but there's lots of little pockets of parkour that you might not know about, including these gyms out in Jacksonville, Florida, with watered down bullshit parkour. You know, and even Eric knows it, and he's still, you know, what does he want to do? He wants to be involved in parkour. Maybe this is his only option. What can you do? I mean, I don't know. Let's hear more. Let's hear more. Heffy, you got, you almost you have something to say. Uh, well, it looks like he's teaching an introduction to parkour. Out, it looks like an, maybe an outdoor class that he taught actually today. So he's doing his part, he's trying to get out there. He's doing his part. He's doing his thing. You know, like trying to get it again. Done. Like we talk about this in the Max episode. And I think that's what a lot of uh, Eric's responses on this is is the response to that conversation. And sometimes you got to work within the system, kill it from the inside. We'll see how it goes. Here we go. More insurance to the people insuring the gym and whatnot. Um, but because it's technically not called parkour, but it pretty much is everything but parkour. Um, so anyways, that's, uh, I wanted to talk to you about that. And then I also wanted to make a comment on the FIG, uh, episode that you Max just did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say exactly. Like we, we, yeah, I guess we just, it's a rough situation. I, you know, I appreciate you sharing that story. I appreciate you just giving us the honest truth about what's happening in this gym in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, letting people know that it, this is a real thing that's happening. And it's probably not just happening where you're at in Jacksonville, Florida, but probably in lots of gyms all over the uh, all over the United States. Um, it's an important piece of information. I appreciate you putting yourself out there and giving us this information. Thank you. Let's keep going. And kind of tying that into what I was just talking about with this uh, you know, gym certification, which, like, if this is, like, the beta version of what they have in store for what's going on with parkour in the gymnastics world, then, like, it's, we're in a lot of hurt right now. Especially if it's people who haven't practiced parkour before trying to teach it, it's going to be just a mess, you know? I do know. I do know. And actually, we do touch on this again in this episode. It's such a hot topic. It's it's hard to know what to do, though. I think, like, we don't, you know, I, I, I give you guys a recommendation in the episode. So I want you guys to go ahead and listen to that because it's much more, it fits in the context. And I think, like, Jake and Hefe both have some interesting thoughts on it. So we'll just leave it in there as a little nugget, a little Easter egg for you guys to actually find. Nom, nom, nom inside that episode. But fuck, man. I mean, this is, this is what's real. I think one thing that we forgot to mention that I, that I thought about when we were having that conversation that you're about to listen to, it's so out of order. It's fucking intense right now, but is, oh, fucking, and now it just escaped me, but just the idea that, I can't, I can't remember what I was about to say. Shit. If I think of it, I'll, I'll go back to it. Um, here's more. <laughs> um, people just not knowing the correct techniques or the correct, you know, way to actually do things and um, you know if you equip a you know a 13 year old with the impression of being like hey this is how we do things um and then they go and try to do it somewhere else they might end up actually hurting themselves um, that is a real thing it's a real threat and i think that's a shame because that's a you we want the, the kids to have access to the best techniques and really we're still just barely figuring this stuff out you know and there's certainly like there again we're trying to do it the right way, and so we're not as maneuvering. We're not maneuvering with as much momentum as people who are just trying to get it done. They don't care how it's done. They're just like, yeah, just get the word parkour into a gym. Who cares what it's about? And uh, that's really unfortunate, but they're making some ground, you know? It's kind of a beast. Anyhow, more? 
Also, last thing I wanted to, you know, talk to you about is the, um, uh, as far as the fig and the, everything like that, uh, I, I actually have a sports management degree. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Out of left field, we got that sports management degree. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, what does that even mean? What's a sport you're managing, managing sports? sports, dude. I guess you become like Roger Goodell or some shit. Like a manager of a sports team and or a, and or a franchise or franchise? enterprise? I have no idea. Uh, maybe we'll have to have Eric call back in for that. Tell us about that sports management degree. I'm from a university and everything like that. And Cool. All right. It's official. <laughs> so we kind of studied these governing bodies and everything. And one of the big things that kept coming back over and over again in these you know, sports and whatnot is that you have to win the mind. Of the uh, of the uh, mothers and the fathers in order to actually have your sports grow because it's going to be the kids that actually participate and become the elite athletes after a while, you know. And if you can't make the positive impression on, well, but real quick, I'm just going to counterpoint that. I don't know that you have to, you know. I think some sports live in that space where mom and dad don't think it's okay, but kids get into it anyways. And some sports live in that space where there is no mom and dad, so kids get into it. You know what I mean? That makes sense at all. I see his point. I see how you want. Yeah, I mean, I, the better sports, the more wholesome sports, they have like the mom and dad approval. Yes, I, they see the value in martial arts or team sports or tennis or golf or whatever the fuck it is. But also, there's like fighting and stuff, and it's like, all right, well, if you get into fighting, it's not usually because you had a great upbringing. Usually not. No, it's starting to be that way more and more though. That's how mainstream it's actually becoming, which is nuts. Yeah, that people from different backgrounds can actually get into that and. They don't have to be from like a broken home or from the streets where they had to fight to fucking survive, you know, which is a lot of old school fighters. Straight up. Any more? Parents, then you won't actually have a pool of athletes to draw from in the future. Um, and you, that's kind of the reason why football has been steadily on the decline lately is because of the NFL and the way that the concussion and everything. All right. Well, he got cut off. Um, that was... <laughs> The rest of it, the rest of it, let's see here. Uh, he pretty much just go, goes on to just kind of wrap that thought up so we won't have to play the rest of it for you guys. Definitely try to get it in in that three-minute countdown if you can, but uh, we really appreciate Eric calling in and giving us his two cents on the matter. Um, let me just look over the the Google Voice transcript to see if there's anything else in here. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think that like, you know, oh wait, you know what? There is something else I want you guys to hear from here. Um Oh, never mind. Never mind. That was on the first one. He actually covered it again. All right. So, thank you Eric for your call. Fuck's sake. Uh this was a little bit of a shit show intro for you guys, but I hope you guys appreciate the rawness of it, you know? I I want to keep it raw. I want to keep it friendly and I want you guys you guys give you guys like a little bit of an insight into how Things are actually working back here. Keep it transparent like that because that's ultimately all I can do. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't not just be myself out here and just, I want to be able to just riff it with you guys and, and have you guys participate in the conversation. Like Eric obviously didn't have his thoughts all put together. We kept it raw with him and we're keeping it raw with me. And sometimes we, you know, we're all human out here. We're all just awesome. thinking out loud. I want you guys, I think it's an important message. Would you say? I said be human on these streets. Human on these streets. I think it's important to appreciate that there is nuance to the way people formulate sentences. There's nuance like to the way people formulate ideas. And 
if you're constantly like polishing things up to a crystal like brilliant shine um you might have a false sense of of what you know reality is like and i want you guys to understand like what it is actually to put one of these things together a little bit more so i'm happy to give you a little bit of insight into like how how rough and raw and dirty it can get back here um but you know ooh. <laughs> what's, what's so funny huh I didn't think so. <laughs> I could bring it up. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, Everyone else heard it. It's fine. Sure. Yeah, fuck. You guys have dirty minds, you know, all of you guys. But I appreciate you guys getting in on this with me. And as we do get better, I mean, it'll naturally get that that polish, you know. It'll get that shine, but it'll be a nice natural polish. It won't be chemical. It'll be just spit. It'll be elbow grease and just steel wool. It won't be just like whatever, paint, shitty paint. Shitty spray paint. Some of that it's a highly toxic With cleaning solution. That highly toxic in your nostrils and killing all them brain cells and stuff. Bringing it in and then you get high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the, the huffing? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't. You're going to huff like lemon scented vinegar and, you know. What else? What else do they use to clean shit? Apple cider vinegar Apple cider and cider. like. Like Nog Champa and shit like that. <laughs> Mix it in a bottle <laughs> and dump it on whatever you want. Coconut oil and like coconut oil. Just like natural, like sweat. Take some like sweat off the bottom of some yoga studio and just like Scrape squeegee that into your like candle and just light that and see if she's. That's a I don't know, dude. Don't forget that's the, a, um, that's a natural. That's a bolder shit to get high. Tea tree oil. You need a little bit of tea tree oil. A little bit of tea tree. All right, that is the intro. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Hefe, for being a part of this uh, production and, and a guest on this episode. And thanks to Jake. I don't know if he's still here. Um, his dog is for, for joining us on this one. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I really enjoyed sitting down with these guys. And um, I love you. Much love for listening. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it with that long pause. I- <laughs> God damn it. Here we go. Episode 10. We hope you guys enjoy it. Yo. Yep. And wait, that was shit. That was still shit. I think that'll count. That last one was good. But now it was like too much clapping. Hold on. Everybody shut the fuck up. All right. That'll be the sink. That'll be the sink for the audio, baby. I'm looking. I'm scoping these, these things here. Hopefully it's all going to work out. We're working with we're working with Adobe Audition for the first time on the this our DECA episode. The tenth episode of I Draw. Oh shit. And uh, we're trying to do something special for you lads and ladettes out there. We have we have a dog in the house. Shay in the mix. We got Jefe Dirvanache, yeah. our uh, guest and guest producer on this episode. He's gonna he's a production credit today, um, officially. I didn't do much. You're gonna be an executive producer. I moved here some furniture, and uh, I got. Say, get the fuck out. Got a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. And of course, a surprise guest, other than Shay, who is, a, you know, this is a tag team surprise guest. We have the one and only Jake Smith. Jake loves Smith. Yeah, what up? <laughs> Which we're really excited to have him here. And we're also really glad that he decided to join us because it took a small amount of convincing. 
And by small, I mean like not really that hey, much. Hey, like, will you do this? I don't know. Well, like, well like, please. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, we're already we were already having a conversation. You just want to turn this into a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's like why I wanted to record it so bad because we were having a super interesting conversation. Well, I don't know if we're gonna be able to turn. We're the never deep, gonna get back the deep to that. stuff back on. Yeah, come on. We're never gonna be able to. But if we want to try, what we were going over is basically we've all we've all felt the. And I hate for this to be the theme. It's Shay's constantly a thing for, for Hype Drop. Shay, Shay's feeling it too right now. That's what I'm saying, we've, man. We've constantly had bouts. As 29-year-olds, we're all the same age. We're all similar in years training. And Shay, you're ruining this. Chill out, You're buddy. ruining the podcast, Shay. <laughs> he, just, he, he likes the mic that I'm holding right now. And he's like, seriously, like, let me eat that thing. We can't we can't rock like this though. Shay, you're gonna have to sit down. You're gonna have to sit down. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hate to be the the dad right now, oh, there but there he goes. But I gotta maintain. You know, the listeners they don't want to <laughs> hear a dog whining the whole time. I'm sorry. I know they don't because I wouldn't want to. Um, we love you, Shay. <laughs> we love you, Shay. That that podcast goes out to him. <laughs> God damn it! Don't pick <laughs> up where he left off either. It's taking over the role. This is. You son of a bitch. Hey, I thought this was going to be a good thing. It's all starting to come back to me in a way that I don't like. Yeah, you're super I demand mean order. Right I demand. I wish I had a gavel right now. I'd smack some shit down. You got that one of those famous claps. Yeah. You guys want to hear this? Oh, that was black. <laughs> that was so bad. That was a better one. That was a better one. I can't see my hands because I'm clapping in behind the mic. Anyhow, uh, I guess we... Well, let's just like let's just go to where we were talking about, but like yeah. catch the listeners up a little bit. You, you're out here, right? Randomly, you're dropping the dog off, and of course, we haven't seen you in a while. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Where Where has Jake Smith been? Mom, because I I haven't been doing parkour for the past whole year. A whole year, a no whole parkour. Year, yeah. Well, zero? actually, maybe actually even a year zero and a half. or uh, no, probably a hundred percent more than I should. Which is a little bit more than zero. <laughs> Which is, you really shouldn't be doing any. Yeah. How, At least I feel s- like that's the case. Because I feel like whatever I've been doing has just been making my my knee worse. Mm. Mm. So And yeah, we, we've been talking about injuries a lot. I don't necessarily want to go into that because none of us are doctors, right? So what are we going to be? We're like, I don't know. It feels bad. But you were saying that like you, th- <laughs> you actually. <laughs> it's like a frowny face on the emoji scale. The one with the slightly downturn. Right. The, the just like minor frown the minor frown like just one middle. lip just one corner of the just lip one corner of the lip just <laughs> but dude i can't look at this this is a disaster man this mic is tipping over on me now but um you think it's maybe related to the brain injury like the, the brain injury i i i don't know i don't, I, I don't, I doubt it. It. don't make it sound like worse than it is <laughs> i i just like i've I'm, already had way too many people be like jake how like, how you, how's your head doing? And it's like, it's fucking, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you're not helping. Leave me alone. But, well, you uh, did suffer a really big concussion for anyone who doesn't know, right? Yeah, or, I suffered, or, or a, I suffered severe a big one. concussion. I guess it was like almost two years ago now. Um, But yeah, about six months after that is when the knee stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. Or six months after I got back into park. It was about a year ago. Oh, so you started getting back into it, and that's when it resur- or this thing started. No, it actually took a few months for it to be like okay. get back into it. Anyway, um, 
either way, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get an MRI and I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll update you after that as far as if there's any weird stuff going on. Yeah. But I think it might just be overuse stuff. I'm starting PT, uh, in the ne- like next month. Like, see, mm. that's another big thing about like, if you're, if you're an athlete, a high, high level athlete or whatever, you're training every day and you basically don't have any money you're sort of relying on Medicaid like I am to get anything done, then you're kind of fucked. Like I've been kind of fucked for a pretty long time and I only just got um, like the community college doctors to like check me out. So like that's who I'm starting PT with. Yeah. 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 I don't know how I've actually even made it this far, like without, I don't know, just like completely losing a leg or an arm or something because same thing like i don't i didn't even have health insurance but it, it's literally been the same i got health insurance now mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's any more protection on my life or for my life honestly i'm there, i know that there is I, like i know there's a now there's a deductible like should i need surgery i won't have to pay out of pocket as much as you know i would have if i didn't have any insurance but i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't actually like the idea of surgeries i don't i don't necessarily gravitate towards that kind of yeah, I mean that solution, especially for the way that modern medicine likes to do it. They go, you, they try to get you straight into surgery and straight into like prescription drugs. Yeah, it seems like is like the two paths that they like to take with lots of different disorders, mental and physical, or not you know disorders but injuries. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the more I've learned about you know what works for me. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. Obviously, it's worked in, in certain things, and like I, the science is real on all those surgeries otherwise they wouldn't do them but i mean i, was, I don't trust I'm, I'm sold it. I don't on trust stem it. cells like shoot me up with some stem cells well, that's like, really expensive you know you're talking about stem cells all because it works yeah i want to look like wolverine <laughs> with like nine million needles like sticking take out a... of me just like all pumping me full of stem cells it's right yeah you should eyeballs. all take a trip to mexico and dude get south of the border you get right up on that border that's where the things start popping off, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. You didn't you know, know this? No. That's where the supplements like are coming from. You think? What do you Were think? You these stem ki- cells from Mexico? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Okay. That's the only place you're going to be able to do it where you can afford it. Oh, all right. You know, think all Medicaid will, will cover stem cells. No, they won't. <laughs> they don't cover them in any state. I don't think. Oh really? It's no, completely think, elective surgery. They, they 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 don't. And it does it does work like you're saying, but that's the reason it's so expensive. I mean the the. <sighs> It's so annoying, though, because, like, insurance and health companies, there's always so much red tape between the science and, like, the legislation. Right. They're so, they're, like, they're years behind. By the time it becomes affordable for you to get stem cells, like, you're fucked anyhow, it feels like. You know, I don't even know when that's going to be. Maybe it'll be sooner than we think. Well, hopefully it'll be coupled with, like, the, you know, the cyborg anti-aging technology by then, you know. Just that's what I'm talking about. But, all, but until then, that's what I'm saying. Mexico. You guys, I mean, yeah, sure. When that's what I've heard. I've heard you go down to Mexico. We, we, we go to a gym down there. We go to some CrossFit gym near the border. Oh my God. We started looking around for hey, the jacked dudes. Hey guys. Oh, dude, and the you, you look shredded, bro. Like you got any like, of those stem cells? Yeah, you got a little supplements? You got some of those suppies? <laughs> He's got a little vial. He just shakes it up. We'll find something. <laughs> Puts a needle in it. Where, where it hurts. Well, I'll do my due diligence. It's not like I don't want to do my due diligence. I'm just saying, like, we got to find our context. We got to start at least putting the feelers out. Yeah, all right. We're if, you're, find... if you're in Mexico listening to the podcast right now. Yeah, if you guys, if you have any Mexican listeners or people, I mean, 
say that in Spanish. <laughs> or, or I've heard there's like good places in Nevada. Actually, Nevada has some of the most lax rules for whatever reason, like that kind of research and stem cells and stuff really? like that, obviously, because Nevada's the lawless. They landed the lawless out there. I think that's where a lot of those surgeries go down. Mm. I have not heard that. That's that's uh, maybe, you know what? I'm, I'm just really talking out of my ass, but that's like some of the podcast, like Joe Rogan, obviously I listen to Joe Rogan and uh, he, he's talked about in his podcast. That's where he goes is like a doctor, the UFC doctor they use in Las Vegas yeah, and some of the sense. people he works with, like they're always joking about it, but there's some <laughs> truth to like the fact that these, these supplements do exist. There's like more illicit drug use, um, steroid drug use and stuff. I think there's, there's some kind of drug trafficking going on there. Come on. All right, all right. Give it to me. Come on, guys. <laughs> Everywhere. Right. Don't make Everywhere. me actually like know things. I'm going to have to know things next time we talk on this all podcast. Joe Rogan knowing them is good. Joe enough. Rogan knows yeah. it. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to, because I don't, you know, if anyone's listening to this, they're, they're not, they don't know what happened to your head. Oh, yeah, I suppose not. Um, so if you could maybe tell us. Yeah, I was, I was doing some, some free running stuff in, in the Denver Apex, Apex Movement Gym. Um, I fell about eight feet to my head. I cracked my skull. I had a epidural hematoma, which is like 20% mortality rate. If you have one of those, I happen to have a very little one and it cleared up in uh, like in like six months. But in that time it was like pretty scary because I lost the ability to use the entire left side of my face. Like no numbness or any like loss of feeling. I can still feel it just fine. I just couldn't use it at all. It was that like Harvey completely Dent dead. Status. Yeah, it was that Harvey Dent man. <laughs> had that Two Face stuff going I don't on. I mean to that make was, light of it. I know it was probably actually, one of the most intense nice experiences. Like, in your head. And then, <laughs> <laughs> nice little Harvey <laughs> skull crack. <laughs> no, it's good to make light of it. Like it's one of those things that feels not too great when you know people are a little t- like you know misplaced concern. Like I was talking yeah. about before, and yeah. you're just like. Well, what are you going to do? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, I've heard that too. It's like, I've told people like, you know, I've had like, uh, I've had three concussions and they go, Ooh, Ooh. they start looking at me like, Ooh, man, I knew it. They start smacking the lips and stuff. I'm like, (laughs) you're going to get that. What the fuck do you want me to do now? It's too late. And they're like, yeah, even one just kind of, that's it. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, I didn't know. You can tell the difference. You really can. Oh my God. You can almost see people's, uh, like opinions. I don't know. You, you, you can make whatever kind of things in your own mind that you want. But like, sometimes you can just tell the people are looking at you a little bit differently, a little bit, you know, they don't have that bedside manner. Yeah. They, they just kind of go, ooh, ooh. Yeah, people don't know what to do. Um, but ultimately... That's fair. It's your brain. It makes people uncomfortable. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, your brain, the thing that you're using to communicate with me right now was really hurt. <laughs> it was. It was. But you also... It's 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 not... Ha- it doesn't make me happy to think about. Um, I definitely know that there's been some 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 damage done, for sure. Like, if you, the, the more I've read upon it, like, if you have had concussions, like damage is done you don't necessarily know how bad it's going to be for you or you know for for, for the future you right um and le- until it's until it happens because there's really not that much science on it like they're still figuring out things on cte and ultimately i don't know that the odds are like that bad people like to make these things so dramatic but you know you see boxers and nfl players and they're taking way more damage than i probably have ever done to myself um you know by by at least a degree of magnitude or, yeah. or more you know <laughs> And obviously some of them are punch drunk and some of them are not, yeah. you know, some of them are fine and you have to kind of, 
again, like what kind of we we were kind of talking about like what kind of belief system is going to like be healthy to have anyways? Am I just going to like be like, oh well, I guess I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm fucked. I guess my I mean, brain's, yeah, you could definitely my brain do... screwed like this. There's nothing really positive. There's nothing there for me to ha- to hold that belief. I'm going to yeah. hold the belief that like I've made an, as much progress as I have from uh, yeah, it. Yeah, you could definitely do a lot of damage to yourself by just thinking that you have done damage that you haven't. Yeah. I uh, just like, yeah, my brain is fucked up. I bet I like can't do math as well now. Like I bet you're probably <laughs> not going to be as good at math just, you know, by by virtue of your own goddamn self-fulfillment. That's that placebo. That placebo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was I actually was just looking this up. I was on my phone. You guys probably noticed. <laughs> I actually, I listened to. The, actually, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. How about that? I don't pay attention. We're to staring it. deeply <laughs> into each other's eyes. Uh, what you I, got? I was, so I was listening to um, a story. Come up, come up on the mic, though. I was listening to a story. Uh, it's called "Great Big Story." It's on YouTube, and uh, this came up in my feed today. But it was talking about this guy. Um, his name is Jason Paget. He's a victim of a vicious beating outside a karaoke bar in Tacoma. He described his life as a life he le- he led as. Someone who just wanted to chase girls and get super jacked and ripped, like he would enter bodybuilding contests and shit. So I'm sure he did something to piss off these guys that beat the shit out of him, right? Anyway, <laughs> so he, wait, wait, where, is blaming, right? where is this again? This is on Great Big Story. It's on YouTube. You can no. Where did the where did they get his ass beat? Uh, a karaoke karaoke bar in Tacoma, Washington. Okay, carry on. Which I don't know where the fu- I don't know where the fuck that is. It's in Washington, but I don't know where. Um, anyway, after regaining consciousness, he basically, uh, his sight was forever changed by this condition called acquired savant syndrome. And it's due to brain trauma. And essentially what happens is people, uh, they, they have an insane change in personality and they become like completely different. Like he described himself as like waking up and like he had all these OCD symptoms and he went to go wash his hands. And then he dried his hands on the towel and he thought to himself, oh, the towel's dirty. So he got a new towel and cleaned it. And then he's like, oh, the You're handle's not- dirty. And then he just kept <laughs> going through and he's like, I washed my hands 20 times with this. Something, a syndrome he never had before. And then he started seeing basically math in everything around him in like all the shapes. I've heard about these. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like guys will wake up and they have fucking like, they know how to play guitar or something. Yeah, like or savants. They, yeah, like, they become seriously. savants. Yeah. Or they be, they know Chinese. They never listened to a word of Chinese or Cantonese or something. Language now, and all of a sudden yeah. they know it. That's also ridiculously rare. I'm like, I'm not, really that's rare. not going to be me either, probably. It's not. That, but that, I, just thought I mean, that's interesting. super interesting, though. There, there I mean, goes, we could try. There's different directions. We could try. Yeah, yeah you know what? <laughs> In a way, it's like <laughs> a, a concussion might like give you a good reset on your brain, right? Or Cross your totally, fingers. Yeah, totally you might wake up with <laughs> I don't think like let's it's all ever just a good go thing. Hang out in a pool of radiation. <laughs> Everyone, right knock now. your head on the ground for us and just let, let's do an experiment. What Run into your wall, face first, as hard as you can, and yeah. let us know if you wake up with any powers. Yeah, I just thought it was really we want ten percent of the movie deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's like. You obviously know. joking, obviously allegedly and joking and all that because I'm not. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm not. I want don't you to get it. super don't powered. It. It's not a good idea. But I just thought it was interesting because I was listening to that and then, you know, we're having this discussion about concussion, right? And yeah. Concu- and going through concussions and... Have you ever had one? How it uh, changes... Have you? you? Can change you as a person. Um, I've if had you don't minor, know, you had one. I've, I've had minor concussions, <laughs> yeah. You but have I've, to- I've yeah, never been pause knocked lets out. Me know you had <laughs> Definitely pause. Like, like, yes, I've I've been hit in the head and heard ringing and was like, I don't feel great. But I've never like hit my head so hard that I passed out 
and woken up with a bunch of people around me mm-hmm. going, what the fuck happened? Are you okay? You know? Yeah. So, yes. I mean, a concussion can be very mild, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, so, there's, there's, there's different levels to it, I think. There's science on, on you know, I don't know, sports that, like, you would never anticipate having head trauma, like, have head trauma sometimes just because of the sheer head movement and stuff. I forget um, where I read one. But, you know, the soccer players, obviously. Yeah. Some of them, especially people that are doing a lot of headers or jumping for a lot of headers. I don't know what position that is, but anywhere apparently and they yeah. then they headbutt each other often like yeah uh, you look at the ball and then another ball shaped object comes up with i mean you don't even know we don't actually know <laughs> the science that. on it i don't i don't i don't know like how much uh parkour like roll like how much do the impacts like you know i'm not saying dom tomato is this person i'm just saying that like let's say you take someone like dom tomato that's trains a lot of high impact and like obviously he knows how to handle it but do do 12 to 15 foot to 20 foot drops, you know, over the course of 10 years, is that like, yeah, he's rolling out of it. He feels fine in the moment. Do those things are start to add up? It, you know, I don't know. Vibrating the whole like, skeleton You don't necessarily, yeah. yeah, that's all I'm saying is like, even, even things that we take for granted in parkour as being safe, we don't know necessarily yet because again, the, the, the science isn't going to be in on it for another few generations. Just stay at home. Just don't do yeah. anything. Uh, thank it's you. Actually a really good, <laughs> thank you, guys. Don't Adoption. go outside. Guys, height drops, they're just, they're miniature concussions, really. <laughs> you heard well, it here first. Like, the science like, is in. <laughs> that's ultimately, like, what we're dealing with. It's like, all right, yeah, like, uh, you have to sometimes strive for something a little bit more risky to to make meaning in your life, you know? Even if that means putting yourself at risk for a concussion. I don't ever want to have another one again, personally. Did you get knocked out? Yeah. Both of you guys. I went. Uh, no, you did. I yeah. had like the light. I had the lights <laughs> flash. <laughs> I, mean, you did. I wasn't really out for any amount of time, but I did like get knocked out. But like, but you got like, up again. It was like an, it was like a you could snap your fingers and I was conscious again. I just kind of like hit the ground like oh, out and then just woke up instantly. But I saw like, like the footage. My body did go limp for like a, a split second, which oh. is mm. parkour. Yeah. Mm. I peeled out of the bars. I posted it to my Instagram. Oh shit! Um, oh, that was the one. Yeah, the one that I did in a MTI gym in Grand Junction. Mm. That was right around the same time. Yep, is mine. Yeah, it was right before, right after years or before years. I don't remember, but oh, I didn't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember that whole year, honestly. I really don't. I don't. I don't even I don't. know who I am. Um, what's my name again? Brandone. Oh, Brandone. Thank you. Uh, no, it's super <laughs> sketchy. And actually, I've made a little mini vow to myself. I mean, I mean, ultimately, my brain health is really important to me. I don't think I've done like, I don't think I've gone beyond the pay or like the point of no return. Like, I think I'm fine, and I want to keep it that way though. Like, I understand like this is risky and it's sketchy. And if I ever do have another concussion, the two concussions I've had in parkour have both been on bars, and they weren't like crazy severe. But that one, I did get flash knocked out. Yeah, um, I think that was more from the impact. Then, you know, from the, I don't know, I don't know, hopefully. <laughs> but they say, like, you know, even in UFC, like, getting a one knockout, like, UFC is arguably um, less dangerous, they say, than boxing. Because the boxing punches, because your head's just getting beat up for minutes and minutes and minutes, it's actually worse for your brain to get damage after damage after damage over the course of, like, 30 12. minutes. Was it 12? Over, rather than getting knocked out once and then just being like, all right, that's just that one shot. But regardless, if I get knocked out again on bars and parkour, I'm done. I'm done on bars, which 
you know, whatever. That's what I did for my, that's, that's a mini little thing I've told myself. I'm like, if it ever happens again, I'm not training on bars ever again, because it's just like, I love training on bars. It's actually one of my favorite things in parkour and movement, but it's not worth it to me if I keep doing that to myself. So ever happens again, you won't see him on the bars. Um, and it's not because I'm fucking a baby. It's just like, I can't trust myself. Like I've been trying, like I didn't want to have another concussion the first time I had it. I never wanted a concussion the first time. I definitely didn't want one after I had that one. So if I have another one, it's like, all right, clearly I'm not to be trusted. That's the way yeah. I see it. You know, concussions are like golf. De- definitely want to have fewer, fewer of those. Golf? If you can get, get through life. Yeah. It's like golf. You can get through golf life. Now? If you can get through life with the, the course relatively par less, right? Having shot less <laughs> less golf balls, we can get through life. Actually, that's that's a pretty oh, good analogy it's, for it's life. Like if strokes, you can, yes. Strokes in golf. Yeah, if you can actually, same thing for life. If you can have less strokes as Let well. Fewer strokes is always good. <laughs> hey man, they say different strokes for different folks. <laughs> yeah, different amounts of strokes for different people. Are folks, epileptic. Right? Hey, different amounts of strokes too. But uh, I don't know. Let us know if you've had a concussion. Yeah. Hit the high drop hotline. We'd love to hear from you. 720-295-7537. You guys both got concussions from bar stuff too, though. Yeah, mine was also. So. Basically, just stay away from bars. Dangerous. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's what's so nuts is like both of mine happened in gyms. Yeah. And, you know, when you feel that sense of confidence and they both happened on things. I mean, this is already something we all know. They both happened on like lines, little challenges I'd already completed. Yeah. And so I, my guard was down. Um, yeah. Shay's in the corner, just clawing. Pawing, I should say. It's not really a claw. It's a paw. Shay! God damn it. This is going to be called Shay, God, God damn it. <laughs> That's what the episode's going to be called. Hey, lay down, bud. The attention. He's so cute, he but. Right now. Just, I wish he was tired now. I wish he was. Just be tired. Laying down, he's laying down. There we go. There it goes. There yes. Go. Don't look at me. Look at the ground. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of um, sports and stuff, <laughs> and uh, UFC, I don't know if you guys caught this. I wanted to go through some of these things. Um, you guys haven't watched it. Maybe I'll do it uh, in the intro, but just in case, did you guys catch the UFC 223? No. I didn't. I wanted to, but then I just kept kind of living my life and forgot that it was on Saturday and not today. Yeah, if I had seen that with anybody, it would have been with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like the only one so, that really likes, is into MMA fighting of like the, my friends, I feel I like. I watch a shitload of MMA content. I just don't pay for the pay-per-views. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't really have a means to watch them when they're going on. So I'm like, I watch highlights and watch like breakdowns of the fights and like follow the fighters like leading up to it. But a lot of the time I'm like, just what's the point of watching all that if you're not gonna get the payoff i don't know i don't have the payoff is the whole, shit with you know i yeah. always almost always watch them so we just gotta watch more shit now come over man i'm gonna come over man come over watch and watch them i watched them at some homies place the other night um last night so we, we would have used we could have used like we're always down to have more people because yeah. we want to split the pay-per-view more ways anyways yeah exactly so if you're down to pay a little bit it's really not that much bit, the bit. more people that come the less throwing a couple bucks <laughs> a couple bucks. Go get your couple bucks and come get the fuck out of here. Your pay, your fraction of the pay per view. Okay, <laughs> however many people there are, put that number under a one. That's how much Pull you pay. Out, like three crumpled one dollar bills and like 
some Canadian quarters. <laughs> that because hey, if some you're gonna be a freeloader, Chuck E. Cheese tokens. I don't want those freeloaders either. Right? I think those are the same. You come willing to pay, or you don't come at all because I, I don't like people riding the line. I want to watch, but I don't want to pay for it. It's like get the fuck out of here, then. What... You obviously don't care about the fights. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So we'll do that. I'm gonna do that uh, more right. with you. So I can we can talk more. Well, I'll friends. address those in the intro. So you might have already heard me talk about that. I won't bore you guys with it. But suffice to say, good weekend of fights and crazy weekend for the UFC. I don't know if you guys saw the Conor McGregor thing, but oh, oh there's saw, a new Conor McGregor that. thing. This is a Conor McGregor thing, dude. Okay, what's going Conor on? McGregor with Conor McGregor went now? to the Brooklyn prison, Brooklyn jail. Excuse me. Uh, he was arrested. Oh, um, for oh, he just went there. He was just visiting. No, he <laughs> paying his respects. <laughs> I'll give you the short and short and what is the, the abridged? The abridged version is Connor has a teammate, Artem Lobov, and the guy he and another fighter, this guy Khabib, who is now the UFC lightweight champion. Um, they were just talking shit to each other at the event. Connor flew in from Ireland with his boys to help back his boy Artem up, and it just it was a shit show. He threw a fucking dolly like. One of those steel dollies that you used to carry, you know, appliances around or whatever, at a bus window, shattered the bus window, glass like went everywhere and cut some of the other fighters on the bus's eye. It was it was an what? embarrassment. It actually cut somebody's eye. Apparently, glass? Ray Borg said he got glass in his eye. Um, what? And so Connor's gonna get the shit suit out of him. Obviously, he's got lots of money, and now there's lots of people that have legitimate means uh, and are justified in suing him, including the UFC. Including like two or three fighters, wow. and even the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So, okay. On on one hand, you have to admire Connor for being the guy that is not just the do nothing guy. Like he said, he's gonna <laughs> that's do what I was saying earlier. Brandon said the exact same thing earlier to me. I'm like, oh, you, gotta respect, you gotta respect that. Like whatever was said behind, because we don't know what what on, Artem and Khabib were saying. On the other hand. <laughs> I'm already on the on the kind of fence of a of a person who's like I'm I'm pretty pacifistic, right? Yeah. So I like I kind of see like UFC is like a like modern day gladiatorial whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like what we need as a species to see men like their their propensity to be violent and women. And and you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's what we, what we need to see is human beings to just be violent at each other in yeah. in the largest capacity we can. If there were weapons allowed, I'm sure that we would love to watch actual gladiatorial matches. A hundred percent. But there's like a certain level there where like a lot of UFC guys would be like, yeah, I'll fuck you up, and then they don't because they're they're <laughs> you know they're logical human beings outside <laughs> the the ring. They're not going to go and fuck their lives up by throwing a chair through a bus window or something. Honor. Yeah. But yeah, we got to respect bad. the guy that does i guess a little bit i think i I agree again ultimately in my eyes a huge black eye for the sport huge black eye for connor it makes me black black eye okay just making sure black eye bruised eye (laughs) bruised eye okay god damn it pc culture that's a tiptoe everywhere i I didn't even say anything You didn't have to make sure, okay? Come on. You know me better than that. And that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) But anyhow, (laughs) Bruce died for the sport. Bruce died for Connor. And it makes me ultimately lose respect for him because I don't think that's like how you should carry yourself as champion or as a father or as a 29-year-old human being. Right. But as a businessman, great move. (laughs) As a thug from the Irish streets of Dublin, that's a ball and move in a way. He's sticking up for his boys. 
But it doesn't. It can't be justified because there's other people on that bus that literally had nothing to do with it. Right. I don't think it was his intention to injure anybody. Another. I think have he just wanted eyes. to intimidate. But you can't be a jackass like that. Well, there you go. Yeah, so he's what he's got. I mean, like he's fucked now. He's gonna be five to ten. He's he life. faces up to seven years in jail. He probably won't do any Whoa, jail Jesus, time. Yeah, he I probably won't. Say. Um, he's got money. He won't do any jail time. What hap- What's gonna happen is Michael Chiesa, another fighter that got injured, got cuts. He actually probably suffer, suffered the most damage. He got lacerations all over his face. No. I think. And he got pulled off the fight card, so he lost his fight money. He lost, and the UFC lost money on on some of these fights that got canceled. They had to pull him, they had to pull Ray Borg, and they had to pull Artem because Artem was involved in his fight. So there's like three fights that got canceled because of this incident. So the UFC has a claim against Connor, which they might go friendly towards him. Who knows? Because obviously Dana and Connor have a relationship. Uh, Dana's the UFC president, if you guys don't know. Yeah. And then, but Michael Chiesa, Ray Borg. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. Again, there's kind of like a, I don't, I guess there's like a bit of like there's like guy code almost or like fighter code around certain behavior maybe where they might not be so. What's the word? They might not be so litigious. They might not try. They might try to settle out of court. Like here, Connor. Obviously, I could see you for a lot more, but like. I don't know. I don't know if there's any fighter code or if they are. They're gonna try to throw the book at him. We don't know. We don't know what's in their hearts. Yeah. If they're if they're gonna try to get every cent, because obviously Connor's made shitloads of money over the last year, hmm. two years. Well, aren't some of the athletes kind of frustrated with him too? Because, oh yeah, because he made all that money and then he just kind of went away. And there's certain athletes that aren't unionizing. Yeah, am I, am I getting that wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's not really that they're not unionizing. Like no, no one's really like making them do it. Like it's up to them. They really need to organize better. Just like we need to organize like for Fig and all this gymnastics taking over and all this shit like they're in the same boat that we are yeah in, in a lot of ways it's like it's not really the ufc's responsibility to like put the, put it together for them um the ufc is like a business they're a promotion you know they're gonna do what's best for the numbers ultimately and you can't you can't really expect them to do anything else the fighters are the ones that are gonna have to figure it out but it's hard to organize fighters just like it's hard to organize parkour athletes you know like right maybe harder thing, yeah <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Thanks, you guys, for listening to that. I know you're not necessarily the hugest on the fight game. But. <laughs> I just think it's funny that, you know, I'm sure a lot of other people who know about Connor experience this too, but, yeah, where is that guy? What's happening? Well, when you went sudden, Dolly through a window. Dude, when, yeah. It's nuts. I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, we'll move. have to see. He yeah. might still fight this year. If so, like. Is, mean, this, is this little event on film? It is captured oh, from many, so multiple on, angles. Oh, wow. <laughs> many people were, people were just filming. I highly recommend from inside the bus, from outside the bus, <laughs> security camera footage. It's hilarious that, like, Connor is the one throwing the thing, too. Like, he's the first one in there. You got to respect that. That's leadership. <laughs> That's leadership right there. He's in there. He's throwing the free. He, like, he cast whatever. Yep. He's, he's there for his boys. He's there for his boys, you know? So he flew all the way from Ireland. He was coming out anyhow to watch oh, the event, but like anyhow. he came out. <laughs> he was coming out. Like, he was coming out to fuck like with Khabib, regardless. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. I think he came out early to do this, you know, to make a little statement. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We haven't heard anything. No it's, press, we, press release no, or anything. There's nothing from his from his except his attorney like talked about like who who posted bail for him, but that's it. Okay. Um, wow! 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 The legend grows. Apparently he was shadow boxing and doing pull-ups in uh, county jail. 
<laughs> with a smile on his face. Apparently, he's in good spirits. Oh, I'm sure that it's it's. He feels cool. justified. Apparently, um, <laughs> although he did he did publicly apologize, or he did apparently apologize to the two fighters that he knows were affected. Um, Rose, who actually won her title uh, defense, and and Michael Chiesa, and then he didn't. I don't. He hasn't made a public thing about Ray Borg because that kind of came in after the fact. But all right, enough about Conor McGregor um, and that whole thing. Did did you happen to see the kid that did the the Congainer pre? We were just talking about this. We, oh my god, what is this kid's name? Uh, it's Travis. I fuck Travis Verky. I don't know what his dude. last name is actually, but his his Instagram handle is Verkio too. He's the kid who did the Kong double gainer. Uh huh. He's the kid who did um, he did a fat cork pre some gym oh, somewhere. Oh, that's the same kid. Um, well, there's another kid that did a fat cork pre. Ed Scott. I saw the one in the gym that was like super up up high, like cr- crossing the gap. Then I saw the one that was outside across the two like stones. Yeah, uh, in Brighton. Yeah, both were the one in Brighton dope. was Ed Scott. The one in the gym was this kid Verky. It's getting insane. Yeah. The level of flip game, it's like, I mean, it's we're going entering up all like, the time. Um, it's it's supposed to, right? Of course, we all like knew it was going this way, even as we were practic- practicing. Well, I mean, that's the kind of shit that we joked about years ago. Yeah. And it always ends up being that way. That The jokes that people are making nowadays, people are going to be fulfilling two, three years from now. It, I mean, I don't know. Like, does it just keep getting gnarlier? Because... I think it will, dude. I think that there's going to be somebody who's like, Kong, double gainer pre. It's going to happen. Like, just because God damn it, we of can't how even ridiculous enjoy the Kong that sounds. We're already looking past it to the Kong double gainer pre. <laughs> Do I mean? at the same time. That bitch. is, yeah, that is the, uh, that was the parkour mindset. Nature, the free running mindset. Well, that's what becomes, I think that's why, ooh, just to bring it full circuit here, I think that's one of the reasons why it becomes more, um, it com- becomes it starts to become more difficult as you get older and older in parkour. The the level of the bar keeps raising, and the bar for your injury rate keeps <laughs> lowering, and uh, and your recovery rate is is not as bad. So it's it's hard to if you feel like you're someone that is practicing or was at one time practicing, you know, with some of the best in the world, and like hopefully and like giving, you know, participating. Like you feel it feels good to be participating in some of the the higher level movement i feel like as a practitioner you know yeah you know when you feel like you're doing something that you know other people in the world are going to be appreciating um not just yourself i mean i don't know you end up you always invariably do it just for you but i don't know it just feels good when you're like damn i really feel like i'm actually you know i'm making my own style in the sport yeah if your style is very like power oriented or you know technique and skill oriented even um which a lot of people's are what happens ultimately is that that train just goes <laughs> i think it just goes flying by you you know what it i goes mean flying by you and like suddenly you're on like <laughs> no longer cutting edge cutting room floor i suppose jay siley's making fun of you for being old <laughs> i don't really feel like it's that bad that yet, just yet i don't actually know what peak age in parkour is going to be or, or will be um and i think it'll probably get lower and lower as generations go go on just because that's the nature of, of sports. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I also don't know because I never really was the flip style. I feel like, you know, the styles that I like still, though, are, are being pushed in a, a ridiculous direction, you know, with uh, strides on bars at height and, you know, even just pure parkour techniques, giant Kongs and double Kongs and and big dive rolls and stuff like that. People are, people are going pretty wild in every direction. 
But um, I don't know what I was saying, except for the fact that before we before we started recording, you know, we were talking about how like these injuries kind of get us depressed and that can, can just spiral even into a worse cycle of depression because the isolation, we actually talked about this with Hefe in the last episode, but uh, so we don't need to go into that so much. But I think that like the depression is like a vicious cycle. Like you, if you're, if you're, if you're one tent pole is parkour, if like all you, your friends and all the joy you get out of life is, is circling this one, you know, community or this one thing parkour, then, you know, when you get injured, it often leaves you like, like just yeah. completely stranded. It feels blows like. up your entire personality. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's a beast. And some of the, yeah. they, they say like the depression and, and, and in chronic injury and pain are actually very much linked together. So that like, if you're feeling, what is it? The body, oh fuck, I heard this epic quote the other day. It was like, the body keeps the tallies or something. Like the body keeps score of the um, emotional or traumatic, like whatever. No matter what happens, the body's always keeping score, like psychologically. That makes Does sense. That makes sense. That makes yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so like if you if you have if you have psychological pain, you might literally feel it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I did a my last AMA I did was with this guy Chandler Stevens, and he he's really interesting. He did a he studies soma, soma economics. Essentially, soma is the connection between the body and the mind. And what we were talking about was the fact that when you are in those emotional states, they directly manifest into the body. It's like your mm. your um, your mind's like that conduit that brings into into your body that um, frame that framework you know of whatever framework you're working on in your mindset, like your depression or your excitement or whatever. You feel it through the nervous system, and then that <clears throat> that goes into your into your body and holds in that way. So that's what you mean by like those tallies being marked up in your body, which is kind of crazy. Ooh, so you got to be really careful of that once you're aware of it, though. Hopefully you can kind of reconstruct your training around that knowledge, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be the thing to do. That'd be, that's is, like the exploratory. Is, is to it, link up your emotional state with training more than like your, you know, if you're oriented around challenges and accomplishment and achievement, like I have been in my training at times where if I can't do something new or I can't like accomplish or uh, do a new challenge or feel like, I mean invariably that's what you're always doing anyways but um sometimes i get wrapped up in that and i forget to just have a good time and when you have a good time is when you do your best movement regard anyways but you know which is the other side of that you get (laughs) (laughs) you're in a good frame of mind and then your body reflects it yeah i think it goes both ways though like i think you do have to be like i'm a goal oriented person like i like to have something that i'm working towards it's hard to like work towards a happy emotional state. That's another thing we were talking you know, about for training about to, to just feel happy as a human being or mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe even as a animal in general, you have to have a sense of purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were getting into like religion versus atheistic, like beliefs, beliefs yeah. and nihilism. Yeah. And for nihilism, if you don't know what nihilism is, it basically means you just don't think, I mean, do you know what it is? I feel like Jake might actually be better to do um, this one than I do. Than I, I mean, I didn't ever study philosophy, so I couldn't give a full definition, but my understanding is nihilism is the general belief that nothing exists for a reason and nothing matters. 
yeah, I think that's basically it. And I, and I not, did study my, yeah. I had actually a minor in philosophy, <laughs> but I don't remember anything. So and that so sounds like, right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've considered myself nihilist for a very large portion of my life or, you know, like atheistic nihilist. Uh, I used to call myself apathetic. So I was like a happy, a happy, <laughs> athletic, you know, like it's, it's nice to not uh, care about too much. And, um, it sort of still only works if you feel like you have a small purpose. So if you feel like, oh yeah, I'm just going to live to like do the things that I enjoy every day. Mm. The things that you enjoy every day is just, yeah, one, it's a self-defeating yeah, like a, ideology. Exactly. Like what happens if you make your, your life about being an athlete? Well, I guess you're just going to not enjoy your senior years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just gonna not enjoy them yeah or reconstruct until you you do have something to give you some kind of purpose but we were talking before this podcast about how nice it would be to just like oh well i would just like to you know switch and believe that god has a plan for me and you know you know like plenty of people do and no we judgment envy. like we were, we were... i i just envy that it's not a switch that i've been able to flick in my own head <clears throat> yeah i think we all like don't tend to believe in any one dogma at all i mean like definitely not a dogma whatever like not a strict set of ideas and beliefs on like a religious like we don't i would i would never identify as a any religious sect i don't think none of us really have i don't a think book. any of us do yeah but we were also all observing and recognizing the fact that like because we all need purpose because like humans like i i think i was putting it that Again, like you have to have like just with the concussions things, it's like it doesn't do you any good to have to hold those nihilistic beliefs. You can believe that your life doesn't matter and like nothing matters, but living with that belief isn't going to like make you feel good or set you up for feeling good or having success or, you know, obviously those things wouldn't matter in that worldview. But if you really hold those beliefs, like you're, you're just going to be miserable. Like there's really nothing well, there. So, so you might but, as well subscribe to some kind of belief. Yeah that gives you a sense of meaning yeah to 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 counter well not necessarily counter Ooh, but please counter. To, <laughs> to rebuttal that like like i said like atheist nihilist for a very long time and very happy for a very very long time as long as the other things were kind of going my way mm-hmm. and i think the reason why like what you're talking about is exactly the reason why you see so many like really outspoken annoying atheists online <laughs> so many people who are so thrilled to tell you exactly why you're an idiot for believing in God. Yeah. Which I had been for like a couple of years of my life. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, because that gives you purpose. Like, yeah. you feel like you're right about something. You feel like you need to fucking, you know, it gives yeah. you validity to like, you know, believing in the things. Yeah, it's that all you... ego at that point, you know, in <laughs> oh, a way, yeah, right? Well, it all is. It, it all is, is anyhow. But yeah, it's just like, I know something they don't know. They're <laughs> dumb. I'm smart. Yeah. Completely. And any, any atheist who's like outspoken online is telling you different. Like, no, man, the world's just better without Christianity. Like, sure, dude. But like, still, you're not saying that because you really believe you're making the world a better place right now. Yeah. I mean, and what ultimately they feel like they are probably right. Maybe even. I mean, maybe they feel like that's what their purpose is again. Like you're saying, that's that's just the whipped cream on the on the pie. <laughs> like it's it's one more thing to, you know, it's it's mortar. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough because I don't, I don't, I'm never going to like go back into that state of mind. Like we are saying, like we envy the people that really believe because then the whole rule structure is laid out for them. That meaning they, that gives their life a sense of purpose. All that like scaffolding is already there and they just kind of have to like 
it's paint by numbers at that point. Right. Almost, and then you even, know? even if you are an athlete at that point, it's like, oh shit, I'm injured. I can't do anything for months, years, or maybe even ever again. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Like I, there's a plan for me, you know, like you still yeah. have a direction. Yeah. 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 There's the faith. Yeah. Faith is, a, I think, a huge component to that. You know, it's, it's pretty much everything for, for religion is no matter what happens, I can trust in this thing. Whereas when you don't, when you maybe don't have that, it's much easier to be like, why did this happen? What's going wrong? How do I fix it? Mm-hmm. Where am I? What am I doing with my life? You know, when as you can have faith in a religion, you can just put all that aside and be like, what well, doesn't matter? Because I believe in this. Well, it gets you straight into that, that acceptance part it's, of like yeah. grief or whatever. I don't know what the stages of grief are, but I think one of them, if maybe not the last one is acceptance or something it like is, that. Yeah, and so. so you get straight, you get through all that bullshit or a lot quicker probably with that belief structure. And like, that's why it's advantageous. And that's like, that's why some people argue that Christianity is the backbone of like Western civilization is because it gives you, it gives society the the kind of individualism and, and belief structure that helps people thrive generally, even if it's sort of founded on like this bullshit, essentially for lack of a better word. Right. I mean, it's stuff we made up, but if it's still like, again, if it's that placebo, it's like, yeah, it's made up, but is it working? I don't know. Yeah. For some people, obviously it is. And I don't know where we were going with it earlier, but I think it was something along the lines of just like, how do you reconcile that as like someone who, who really doesn't want to go back and I don't want to go like drink the cool. I don't want to go back. You know, I don't want to get back in the matrix or whatever, so to speak, and plug myself back in, you know, because I was raised Catholic. <clears throat> well, near, near I, as I could tell, the answer is to, to have create, have or create a goal that you genuinely believe in. Mm-hmm. Something that you really get behind and you could say like, yes, like this is the thing I'm going to try to do, thing I'm going to set myself up for, like wake up in the morning for every day. And if you don't have that, like, yeah. and you know, like just yeah. like, good, good luck with all of the distractions because you can definitely distract yourself. Oh yeah. I've distracted myself with other things for a very long time. It's very easy to just be like, okay, well, like things I care about are like books, video games, you know? Mm-hmm movies like yeah those are all great things to feel good in the moment and distract yourself from thinking about like oh like why do i matter at all <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, like let me just it's the ostrich tech like oh this is nice sand let me just look down here Whoop. but i think i think even people even f- faithful people still have those oh, those yeah. genuine like well like, really why like and I, it's it's definitely easier when you have someone to be like well because god because God said so, you know, like, you know, don't worry about the why, like God knows the why, mm. like that's like that. I have, I envy that a lot, but to think like, damn, like you don't know why, like even if you pick something you really, really like can get behind, like, you know, solving world hunger. So like, you know, I'm going to wake up every day and just volunteer, like I'm going to volunteer every day and set myself to, you know, some altruistic works. And then you've, you've got a mind like mine. That's like, well, altruism doesn't exist. You're doing this to make yourself happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the mind. Well, that's okay right? though. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, is it or not? Okay. I think it's okay. I think you have to be okay with like, you're saying you have to play by your own rules. Again, if you're not going to subscribe to religion and this is kind of what I was saying earlier, I think you have to invent your own. It's okay. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, again, like I don't, I'm not advocating people become Christian. Like ultimately I kind of think that we should all kind of grow. We should appreciate it for what it is, but we should grow out of it because we should figure out the new story, the better story, you know, that we're going to tell civilization that can, and because 
it's gotten us. Let's say, let's say you you take that premise, you know, that, you know, conservative people might argue is that like, whatever, like religion, Judeo-Christian real or Judeo-Christian values are what kind of stabilize society, Western civilization or some mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, let's say you take that as de facto or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm not philosopher language person. Um, <laughs> but if you take that premise, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can't make it better. Again, like it, it's annoying to me that people would want to just cling to that anyways. It's like, okay, cool. Maybe we understand that that's a good thing and it's helped us, but obviously we've come this far. Obviously that helped us, but it's still something we made up. So why wouldn't we like focus on making the next thing or making the world better? And so like, I think you should like, like you're saying, like to set your own goals, like create meaning for yourself. And uh, if you want to hear more about like this stuff, then you want to hear someone actually really smart talk about it. Other than, I mean, Jake and Hefe are both really smart. <laughs> someone actually me. really smart. Well, I mean, other than you guys, like, I, I just know that like, I, I've uh, the best recent lectures I've heard on this at least. And again, it was really thought provoking for me because he does come from a more conservative side of the aisle, which um, you know I hadn't like been exposed to some of these ideas as much until. I started listening to this guy as Jordan Peterson. I've mentioned him a few times, I think, on the on the podcast. He, he's the one that got his internet fame from like all of the issues with pronouns and yep, usage exactly. of pronouns versus the kind of uh, like censorship debate. Like exactly. Um, yeah, he's like a free speech advocate. He was against this bill in Canada, C sixteen, that they passed in like Toronto or or the university there that said that you you ought to use and the the his his argument against it is that it's compelled language right instead of just things you can't say it's like here's something you have to say and that's like in his opinion and he's a pretty smart guy he's harvard uh former harvard uh, yeah, professor I mean, the, and like the basic know, the basic whatever. idea is like you might just be an asshole if you don't yeah. If, you, if you don't, you know, speak you, a certain way. It's fine to just be, yeah. But, but you rather, cannot, you cannot legislate mm -hmm. like somebody's inability like, to be an asshole. Like somebody has exactly. a right to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. It's our, he's defending our rights to be an asshole, which I, I mean, you gotta I'm, admire that because yeah, at least he knows that people are assholes. You can get behind and like, it in a lot of most ways. Most people have an, at least asshole moments. <laughs> if you're not an asshole all the time, you probably have asshole moments and you don't want to be caught in one of those asshole moments and have to go to jail now because of this bill. It's not necessarily that, you know, I think humans are just, I think he understands that humans are too, you can't, you know, you can't live in an idealistic world. You have to like work with the muddiness that we still are as creatures. Well, that's, I think the problem is censorship is, is becoming such a huge thing. Like when, uh, <clears throat> when you, can't control your emotions you try to control what other people say and do a lot of the time right so we have like this huge thing going on in the in the world today where people are like this offended me so now i'm gonna tell everybody about it and then other people jump on the bandwagon and they're like this also offended me and then it's everyone's just complaining about being offended instead of just being like this person's an asshole i'm gonna move on with my life you know, or I just don't agree with what this person said, and that's okay. Yeah, we're still humans. I'm gonna move on with my life. People, people are forgetting the art of ignoring. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everything's taken to heart so personally. It's like you give, you give something more fuel often than than you would if you just didn't say anything. You know. Yeah. Well, 
back taking it full circle around to that Ooh, that feeling circle, of yeah. feeling of human purpose and i think when you genuinely feel like you're on the side of some kind of righteousness mm-hmm. you feel like you are justly indignant you have your yeah. righteous indignation like a lot of times these people are like mo- most people in any minority that are being put upon by the majority feel like it's their their duty to correct the majority right not yeah. like not just be like, oh, I'm just going to ignore the majority. I'm going to ignore 90%, like 99% of all other people everywhere. Like, I guess I'll just spend my day walking through life, like ignoring everything that I see that like, that offends me because everything offends me. Like the majority is offensive. Mm. So I get it. Like I get I don't know. Like it's, it's a fucked up situation where it's like, I get both sides and I just want, <laughs> like, I want, I want the situation where like, yeah, the assholes have the right to be the assholes, but like, do, why would you want to, like, why not just try to see the point of view of the person that, that wants to be treated better? Well, I get you. I, I guess that's what you're saying, but like being treated better, you can't demand treatment. Yeah, well, you people. definitely can't legislate. You can't like, demand it. Like that's better. all. That's all I'm saying. It's like the right way to deal with an asshole isn't to be like, well, I don't know this. I mean, ultimately, maybe this. It, it's it's gray. That's why it's such a hot topic, I guess. But I feel like if you have, if there's an asshole, and they really are an asshole, if they if they won't meet you in the middle, if they won't treat you nicely, you got to get them out of your life. Like you remove those people from your life if they're actually assholes. No, you know? definitely. Instead of like trying to turn them and not into an asshole. Ultimately, the benefits, I mean, the, the costs are not outweighing the, excuse me, the costs are outweighing the benefits. Like, you, you're, you're going to have to work too hard to make this person not an asshole. So just give up on them. Get Focus on you. Like, you know. <laughs> well, another thing, like, another there, weird if thing if is if like, you really that's... think there's an asshole, like, they're, they're, they're whatever, like, not karma or whatever, but it, it'll come around. If you're right, if the world really is that way, yeah. guess what? Everyone else is going to find that person to be an asshole too. And they'll fucking go by the wayside. Like they're going to be in the wrong side of history. Whatever. I mean, I think that they just click up and find their bubbles. Like then, then, then just talk about a, a sort of straw man version of the other side that like now, now we fully don't understand, understand each other because both sides so won't separated. even talk to each other. Yeah, they'll yeah. talk about the arguments that they sort of hear from one another. Mm. They'll, <clears throat> they, they'll just both be attacking straw men yeah. from different points. I saw this, uh, you get that a lot. I saw this video on Facebook, like, Somebody, one more conservative friend of mine shared, oh God, what, what, what was happening in this video? He was like, what it's like when you try to come out as conservative to your non-conservative <laughs> family. Did anybody else I see this thing? Hey, no, that's real quick. It first was, of all, first of all, I saw this thing on Facebook. When you start a <laughs> sentence like that already, I'm just like, you might be in the wrong spot. Like, I mean, it was a, it was a viral Again, video like, happened to me on Facebook. I, I'm not saying that you're in the wrong spot. Right. Personally, I'm just saying like, is Facebook the good is the right is Facebook ever the right forum for any of the messages that people like try to put on there? Almost that's certainly what I, not. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> what was what, like, was, what boggles people get my mind. Flame wars on Facebook, and I'm like, that's not even the place to have that conversation. Yeah, that's the whole problem with Facebook. Like, you shouldn't even be trying to like. Maybe, but what could go on? Anyhow. Well, the thing what that was it like fascinated me was like, it was a glimpse into an out, like the outside uh, part of like an echo chamber that I haven't been a part of because I'm not super conservative. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't consider myself like super <laughs> duper liberal. I definitely don't identify as like Democrat or whatever. 
but I, I definitely have more, a lot more liberal friends and I'm a more liberal bubble. So like when something like this, yeah. I see like an image of how conservatives see liberals mm-hmm. and it's, it's completely echo chambered in its own way. It was just like, wow, like the jokes that they were making about, like, I, I don't know, like I would definitely recommend to anybody who has like very, the, what they think like either conservative or liberal values to just submerge yourself. Don't like, don't do it. Maybe do it through Facebook, maybe whatever, because then you'll see just like the complete polar opposite side, but go check out those like different bubbles, like step into somebody else's bubble and yeah. really see like what sort <laughs> of polar, like polarized views do these completely different people have? And try to understand them. Or completely similar right? people have. I mean, Try to actually understand where they're coming from. No, just to, just so you can have more ammunition. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think if you actually understand where they're, if you actually try to understand where they're coming from, I know you're just joking, anyhow. Yeah. But like, if you actually try to understand where they're coming from, you might realize what bullshit areas you're coming from. Mm. It might reveal like something in yourself. Like I've been like, well, that's just because the, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's maybe what I'm doing. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's. You really shouldn't live in like, I, what is it? Like there's this uh, comedian. He's like, if you're on the far right or if you're on the far left, you've gone too far. Like <laughs> you've gone too far. You've gone too far. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting because like everything in life is that duality. Everything like has extremes and that's, what's going to like already. There's a fallacy. There's like a selection bias for Facebook, for anything on media, for anything you're ever going to be exposed to. Like most people are probably reasonable and in the middle, but none of that shit's interesting enough to get clicks and be shared and whatever. Right. So already you're only going to be getting mostly extreme shit because that's just, what's going to be interesting. If they want people to comment, they want people to engage in the conversation. So who's going to engage in something that's reasonable. They're going to watch it and be like, Oh, that seems rough fair. All right, cool. And just keep going. (laughs) You know, what they need is some people from one side to get some bullshit going and then persons from the other side to get really mad at it. And that's how they get, oh, look at the engagement on this post. Yeah. The cornucopia of information that has come from the social media age is really something is completely unique. that The world is not obviously have ever seen before to this level like where the news is no longer the news. People will not even get their news through the news unless you're like our parents' age. Mm. You know, most of the news that you quote unquote news that you're getting is through basically like propaganda on social media. (laughs) And it is all like almost all entirely propaganda. Like it's really, really ridiculous. And for the same reason, not for like insidious reasons necessarily, but just because of that reason that you're talking about to get more likes, you have to have a polarized opinion. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. Ultimately, just, you have to like, if you to want to talk to real people. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why I'm, I think the podcast format is, is, has more nuance. It has more like, that's why I like listening to conversations like these or like other podcasts or just shit that isn't scripted and shit that doesn't have like an audience that's like based in like one camp, you know, you know, if you have a whole, like whole networks now, <clears throat> CNN are devoted to like, even if they're like more reasonable, people argue or MSNBC, like they, some people would say, oh, they're very much more reasonable than the Fox News Network, which is, you know, traditionally going towards the conservative side. It's like, all right, well, now they have to cater to their fans, whereas 
podcasts and uh, and like new entertainment modes or styles of. There's new audiences out there. There's new networks of audiences like the Joe Rogan podcast, which is right. probably like the biggest and best example. It's like here's this enormous audience. Joe Rogan gets probably more views than any news network, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure the numbers, but I don't know the numbers. But I imagine that Joe Joe Rogan and uh, or someone like a Tim Ferriss or some of some of these like big heads of like big large podcasts, these big influencers, or you know. They're they're actually bridging both sides in a way, and they're actually are getting people to come to the table. And the culture is more nuanced for for that podcast audience than than something like Fox News or MSNBC or CNN, which ultimately is trying to compete for your attention. So they have to like find niches and just keep going in that direction. Whereas Joe, like he didn't try to get it, build the audience. He just was himself and then people gravitated towards it, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. There's something like that is, that is the the upside to the social media generation is that you basically can do exactly that. Just be yourself on social media. <laughs> and if, if people like it, they'll flock to it. And if they don't go shoot up the YouTube headquarters, apparently. Gee, what is this? Did you hear about thing? this? No, no. Oh my God, dude. Some 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 lady. Uh, I I don't mean to make light of that either. I mean that's fucking too soon probably. I don't actually know all the details, but Hefe looks like he might be pulling them up. We'll see here. Um, the gist of it is some lady who has a certain amount of a following on YouTube, but just didn't like. She didn't think her. She was getting her fair share of attention, and apparently her videos sucked which is probably why she wasn't getting it. I mean, it's the market speaks, you know? Yeah. But she probably not very stable mentally. And she went into this, some YouTube um, office and shot a few people. She injured some people and then shot herself in the chest. So. Damn. Yeah, her name was Nassim Agdam, A-G-H-D-A-M. And yeah, it says she killed three people before shooting She herself. killed three people. I thought she just injured people. Oh, shit. Sorry, she shoots three people before... I read that wrong. Okay. She shoots three people before killing herself um, at a YouTube headquarters. She was uh, 39, looks like. And yeah, I mean, just what you said, she went in and she was um, extremely unstable, according to like her family. Oh yeah, they and even like tried to check up, her out, but there's nothing you can do. What yeah, can you do? You can't... I mean, yeah, for... It's not minority report, you know? You can't just fucking know what people are going to do before they do <laughs> it. the precogs in here. Yeah. She also looks fucking insane, though. Like, if you looked at her, you might think that she was going to do some shit if someone already said she was going to do some shit. So, but at the same time, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? You know? This shit, I mean, this shit just keeps fucking happening, dude. And it's probably not going to stop, man. There's a legit like mental health ep- epidemic. That's the real issue. Yeah. yeah, probably. You know, more than likely that's the real issue that's not being addressed. I think that's like ultimately you know, we were talking about all these things like western civilization, whatever what it's built on, like it's starting to need adjustment, I think, because of this. I think this me- mental health epidemic is a is one of the signs of that. And the internet has made it so that like basically some of the bullshit is it's been exposed and all the ideas mm-hmm. that we thought were once really good. It's like, yeah, just work hard and you'll get it. It's like, <laughs> yes, 
Some of yeah. us will. Some of us will because, like, ultimately, if you do work really hard, you probably will, and you have the right attitude. Like, things will work out. Um, I, I do like generally think like, even again, like if you, you might as well believe that even if if it's not hundred percent true, like you're not gonna do yourself any favors by just blaming the world that and never and giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well be getting in the game and trying to make things happen. You're you're only likely to succeed, more likely to succeed, but. Still, this, the deck is stacked so against people right now, especially some people like maybe this lady, that you're going to go insane. Like, people are just losing their minds because they're being told one thing and the world is not that thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's not fair out there. Figs coming in and going to swipe your sport right from underneath <laughs> your nose, potentially, you know? Shit's fucked. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like what to do about it necessarily other than keep on keep, keep on it. man podcast just keep podcasting pooping eating <laughs> sleeping doing your day in that thing. order <laughs> no just yeah, don't sound simultaneously before <laughs> you eat you poop while eating <laughs> what do you That's think I'm so, doing oh god I feel like some of that goes back into the system that you don't <laughs> want it to airborne I think I don't know I shit where I podcast you should don't shit where you podcast. It's not a good idea. Um, I honestly, I mean, the sport's not going to change for the people who practice it, man. I mean, maybe somewhat, but it doesn't have to. I'll tell you one thing. That course was some bullshit, son. Did anyone see the fees course? No, I I'm didn't. I'm going to look at it right now. Dude, look at Pedro Salgado's Instagram. Um, sorry, to, I don't I don't mean to call you out, Pedro, but... I like Pedro. Pedro is in the sport. He's, the, he's probably the best... I think Pedro actually got some heat for participating in the fees event um, from, from other people out there. And I think it's because everyone respects Pedro a lot and they don't want to see his, his brand and like his, you know, who he is, who he is in the sport. A lot of people don't want to see him competing in an event that like legitimizes what fig is doing, mm-hmm. which I understand that sentiment, but I don't want to, I ultimately, I just want to say like that fucking course sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like if you look at a, if you look at an Apex International, if you look at an NAPC or a Hop the Block or um, yeah, name another course. like grassroots parkour competition that's been like you know had some success year to year, you're you're seeing parkour skills like we in the know are like oh yeah like you can tell that's a difficult maneuver you can tell that like there was thought that went into it to kind of touch some of the the skills that people you know need to be considered well-rounded in the sport and mm-hmm. you know right now the fees events are just fucking like jogging in between like basic vaults or like sprinting i guess between basic vaults and some it's really like it's not interesting it's li- it's parkour super linear as well super it's, linear it's, go straight turn around and go straight again I mean, needless to say, like Pedro Salgado is not being challenged except maybe aerobically by the course, you know, the length of the course is the only thing that's really challenging him. Obviously he can break it down and, uh, but his, his actual insane skill set is not being on, on display. I don't know, man. How you ever, you ever tried to do that many pop vaults in a row? (laughs) Yeah. It's like 14 pop vaults and then turn around and do the other 14 in the other direction now. Yeah. Oh, he squeezed in some rail strides in there. Um, yeah, it's, it, it kind of looks like they've just shown up to the party and not brought anything. And like square shapes again, ultimately that, that's because like some of the people that are in the camps of, of holding these events, like NAPC, Apex International, they're not 
willing to work with with fig so of course they're the, the knowledge and expertise that comes with putting on like a really good um parkour event speed event or, or freeing or otherwise they're not getting that knowledge because they're working with david bell who started parkour i don't know if you guys knew him. um it's so annoying to me sometimes that like in the in the legislature in like the literature like on the and the stuff online that they have it's basically always just points to like david bell started parkour single-handedly by himself (laughs) which you know whatever again like this shit just it just it grinds my gears a little bit if if you want to have uh if you want to have recourse for some of this stuff i mean first of all we brought like an interesting conversation with max henry two weeks ago so check that episode out and then i think a really good follow-up to that conversation is something that i saw lorena post um, just a few days ago, there's like a four part little album on Instagram that explains uh, a little bit of a call to action on what you guys can do. If you're in the, in the position where you feel like you don't like what Fig's doing and you want to help su- fight against it. Yeah. dude. So, Lorena has been on top of it. I would, I would check out Lorena's Instagram at Lorena Abreu Abreu. Uh, I don't even know. I used to spell that, spell that out. Abreu. A-B-R-E-U. Abreu. 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 Lorena Abreu. Abreu. Anyhow, check her out. Go to Instagram and check that message out. It's super interesting. And then um, as kind of a counterpoint, like me and Max's discussion was kind of the, you know, the other side of that, of just like other thoughts you might have if you're in the, if you're in the middle somewhere or you're trying to understand like why the fuck would Pedro Salgado compete in something like he's throwing or he's selling our sport. Selling, selling out the sport, you know. Some people believe that. Hmm. Again, it, like we're saying, it comes down to this indignant. Like, if you feel that way, I guess like you might as well make your voice heard. Like, what else can you do? Sometimes. Well, also, I think, you know, not. I mean, some things are going to change for Pedro, but he's still going to be doing his own thing. You know, he's still going to be the <clears throat> athlete he is, and he's still going to post the same content he's always posted. And they just people are going to associate him with those contests that he's doing now. Well, it's bigger than Pedro. Like, I think that's what people are concerned about. But it's it doesn't really... That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think you agree. It's like, it's tough. Because, yeah, Pedro's going to do whatever he wants. And so is the Pedro, like a next generation Pedro. Or the next, you know. Yeah. Whoever it's going to be. What people are worried about is that... <clears throat> FIG is going to mandate certain like ways to educate and certify coaching and parkour and take over the whole language of our discipline. You know, I don't think that'll happen though, in my opinion. Cause if you look at like, I went to school to become a personal trainer mm-hmm. and it's like a workout science is like a religion. Like everyone has their own things and certain, certain institutions agree on certain things, but you've got like NASM, you've got ACSM. I have a diploma through NBTI and they have a lot of acronyms are, right there. What'd you say? <laughs> a lot of acronym, acronyms lot right of there. Acronyms. <laughs> Living in the acronym world when we're talking about these institutions, right? But they they all offer a certification. And like, even though there might be, they're a little separate from one another as far as, oh, this place will hire you if you have this or that. You, you, there's still those outlets. And there's still those roads to go down. And it doesn't change much. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, and I mean, there's other examples of that as well. But I think that as long as the the bodies that be try to keep doing what they're doing and 
and working towards developing a, a counter institution or a counter, you know, association that is able to, you know, agree on some terms and be able to, you know, perpetuate parkour in the light they want it to be. Yeah, for for as long as I've been paying attention to the whole, you know, fiasco, it seems like that's that's been the major thing of like, well, we need to get, uh, you know, a big like uh, competitor. Like we need to make the competitor to this thing. We need to fill the space that this, this thing is trying to fill. And I mean, I've, I've been kind of out of the loop, but what, what is that thing at this point? Right now that organization is called parkour earth. Um, at least the one that's kind of the front runner okay. uh, in, in that conversation. And that is a, an, a collection, a, a collective of parkour UK was kind of like the founding member, which is the governing body out of England for parkour obviously. Okay. And the reason why that's significant is parkour UK was able to basically stave off, uh, you know, what they would call probably an invasion by gymnastics in the UK. Um, gymnastics UK tried to kind of like take ownership of parkour and basically parkour UK, you know, was able to work fast enough and become an organization that was independently recognized and eliminated the threat of gymnastics, at least like at the federal or like the government level so that like basically gymnastics gyms could no longer make claim to, to parkour as a gymnastics like type event, at least in England. Sweet. And, um, and as Lorena mentions in her posts, uh, parkour UK and like parkour earth and like basically some other people came in parkour UK combined with like New Zealand, I think is part of it. Um, another like Belgium. I don't know. Actually, shit. I should know these things maybe, but there's like six or something countries that came in, governing bodies to make parkour earth, and they lobbied against um, against parkour being, excuse me, uh, showcased in the 2020 Olympics, and it was uh, you know they they successfully knocked that uh, that train off the rails. Sweet. Um, so parkour, you know, at least the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, wanted to have parkour on the 2020 Olympic program or some kind of like something, you know, showcase it in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And now that's not happening based on actions taken by parkour Earth and parkour UK and and, uh, you know, that other side, basically. So. If you are in that camp and if you want to help, like, again, check out Lorena's message. She has a really good like encapsulation of what you might be able to do and and what you can pay attention to um i think she's a really awesome like champion for that side of 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 things and and if you don't care like i guess i can't make you care just keep doing your own thing your training is going to be your training no matter what happens to the sport because it's it started with you anyway well and think about maybe just think about and like understand like whether or not you actually care too you know Play some of these things out in your mind. Like, find out if you actually have a, a thought one way or the other. Like, do you ultimately not care because you have no interest in being a coach? You have no interest in being a um, certified anything or, like, how it's done? Like, if you really don't care how it's done, like, then it definitely doesn't affect you. If you really don't care, blah, 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 like, about anything that it might affect, then, yeah, fine. Um, a lot of us, like, are probably in that camp. There's a lot of people out there that, like, are only interested in just their own movement and who gives a shit. And that's, uh, I think, fair. Yeah, I think it is fair. But, I mean, uh, I don't know how much energy do you want to spend on it, you know, it is another question I think you have to ask I yourself. think this is tough because, like, again, like, it, the way that society is working, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice 
to to make a difference. And man, you know, like what do you? Uh, it, there's not to to like to get into like a parkour earth. Like I mean, I guess you have to you start volunteering or whatever you could do. Like if you wanted to like help them with their time, but. You know, yeah, people have lives. They have things they got to do. Like they got families to feed, and you you ultimately have to like see it from every angle. And I know what you're saying. Like, how much effort? How much effort are you willing to devote to this? Yeah, and it seems like Parkour Earth did a pretty good job. I mean, looking here, they have their own constitution basically, and they also um, they have affiliate members in Australia, Australia Parkour Association. Parkour South Africa, Korea Parkour Association, Federation de Parkour, which I'm assuming is of Latin descent, and then the Parkour UK as well. So they've got multiple nations, like a League of Nations going on right now for Parkour Earth, you know, which is super dope. And if, I mean, I think that's one way to go about it, you know, is is to try to get people on a similar wavelength so that something can actually be done to create to keep the counterculture going, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know where to begin or end with that because it's just, it's super complicated, but shit, you know? It's just like one of those things. It's one of those things, man. <laughs> what can you say? It's like, it takes so long. It takes long enough to just get educated on it that like, to, it's it's super hard to find a, find yourself with a, like a good opinion, a good educated intellectual like stance. What the fuck? This dog is blasting through again. All right. Um, we've been going for a, a hot minute here, guys. We could probably start to wrap things up. Is there any? I, I mean, shit. Did you guys see Drum Parkour 3 real quick? I mean, I think I addressed it last time even. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. You could give me a, a miniature recap. Drone Parkour 3, uh, also a.k.a. Promised Land. This is the uh, the third cro- collaboration between... Hey, Shay! Stop groaning right there, dude. God damn it. Um, the, third, the third collaboration between Giles of Modus Project. It's actually the first time I think Modus and Storm have gotten in on the same thing. The first drone parkour video was with Eric Moore. I think the second one was with Eric Moore. And this is the third one, Storm and Modus, with a bunch of guys from Storm and a bunch of guys from the Modus Ooh. project. Okay. Have they pulled it up? And no. uh, just super epic. I mean, while you're watching it, I guess I'll give my thoughts on it. Like, first of all, just amazing, amazing camera work. Like, I was also, I was really impressed with the whole production. You know, it, it's more, it, it was made, I think, for, for not just parkour audiences, but for drone cinematographers or, you know, filmmakers in general. So they really did a good job just capturing lots of interesting, like good angles, smooth camera flights. Um, hmm. You know, I know that Kai has an attention to detail and I, I like to try to appreciate like the, the flight paths and stuff that he does. Cause he is a, a pretty gifted drone pilot and, um, and Giles as well. I'm sure it, it the movement and stuff is also on another level in many ways. I think um, if I was going to give it one, one bit of criticism is like the, just the sheer ambition of the project of doing so many group lines inevitably 
with group lines, you're you're going to have to sacrifice some kind of amount of difficulty just to get the the shots off. You know, if with so many moving parts, like you can't really do everything. Everyone can't do their biggest thing in one line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it can be a little bit hard to follow sometimes. With there's so much going on, it actually has a really good rewatchability. Like I. I definitely recommend if you've watched your own parkour three once or even twice, I'd watch it again because there's so many more details once you kind of get into it. And if you look at the behind the scenes footage as well, like you get a really good grasp on how difficult some of those, those seemingly kind of chill jumps on some of the occasions like actually were for, for these athletes. Um, I was like looking into that. You saw blue did this massive front flip in the, in, in the middle of the video and actually blasted his ankle on impact. Um, which I actually froze frame it and I was like, Ooh, I don't know about his ankle right there <laughs> when he, when he landed. Cause uh, I'm always interested in kind of the, the execution, not just the, you know, the trick itself, but um, just cause I know how intense that can be to do a fucking ridiculous fat front flip like that. Oh yeah. And uh, it looked actually like clean. I was like, Oh, I think he's fine. But in the video he actually did have an ankle injury. So that made sense. Um, but that was, I mean, regardless, that's ridiculously inspiring. I don't know what blue's sitting at but blue is like we're talking about being 29 i'm pretty sure blue is at least five six years older than us <laughs> and just absolutely sending it still like yeah it i mean i think blue is one to be one of the most inspiring athletes for me that i've ever you know that i get to watch just because he's been pushing it for so long and he still pushes himself like further and further it seems and he's, and he, you know, because he's got the age on me, I know how hard it probably is for him. And I know how much work and dedication that can take, especially as you're getting old and older. And uh, I just really admire, I admire Blue for that. You much remember uh, Makoto Nagano? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's, he was 40 years old when he beat American, no, not American Ninja, but Ninja Sasuke. Warrior Sasuke. Yeah. I do. I do back, remember back that. when that was a thing. All right, now that you watched it, I did kind of like... Yeah, ramble so I, on while he was watching it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, that you could definitely see that kind of like downscale of you know nothing really blew my mind as far as movement wise, but definitely just cinematography wise, like that that is definitely rewatchable. It's a beautiful video. Like you're not seeing really anything like that in the parkour community aside. I think what what I I, I mean. I think I don't. I know what you mean by not blown away, but I actually am blown away by the movement when I realize. That it, when I think about the all the moving parts of the shot and like actually timing oh, yeah, everything, yeah. absolutely, and like it's a different kind of, yeah, it's not traditional. The I think scope of the shots and like I think yeah, sometimes everyone it's, moving together. It's easier to focus on one athlete and like maybe it would have been nice to have a, a little bit more of that. You know, whatever. I'm not directing. Mm-hmm. It's not my movie, but yeah, <laughs> I love the fact that they're taking it to the next level. Like I think if there's anything that parkour needs more of, it's big projects like that. People really dedicating and sacrificing you know, bits of their time and, and coming together on a group project like that, where, you know, the group is not, I don't know what I'm saying. I guess like the, the individual is not as highlighted, which I think that's what the one thing like the video could have used more of is like, let's just see what Phil's doing. Like, let's just have, (laughs) let's just do a little moment where Phil's just going to do a fucking gnarly line. Only him. I know. Or just like Joe Hendo or just, the the one the one athlete highlight videos have just been way too pervasive in parkour videos up to this point. Like there there is oh, something no, no, nice. No. To I don't like, mean I don't mean like the whole of drone parkour is just him. I just mean like f- instead of a group shot, like have some group shots and have everyone have their own thing, but just like 
have everyone also have a solo clip. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen like what, you know, if one, if, if, if each athlete could design one shot for themselves and they didn't have to work, you know, all together, like what would they have done? That's all but I'm saying. I also saying. think that was part of the ambition of the project. Uh, 100%. Doing, yeah, I, I, right. That's why they did it the way they did it. Um, but that the difficulty and the technicality of having that many people going in and doing lines and timing it perfectly, it's fucking exhausting. Shay. Shay, Shay agrees. It's <laughs> literally rolling on the ground and making as much sound as he can possibly make. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done lines. I had a. Jay, shut up! Shh. <laughs> I had filmed uh, a video where it was almost entirely group group lines, and it's. Uh... Jesus. This is this the done? troubles of a dog on the Are you set? Done? Yeah. It's difficult. That's what I'm trying to say. It's very difficult. <laughs> God damn it. No, the video is another level. It, it definitely was another level. And I don't, I don't want uh, any of those guys listening to me like, oh, well, Jake wasn't fucking blown away. What a dick. <laughs> no, it definitely, it definitely fucking, was blown away. You piece of shit. Well, not, not necessarily by like the innovation of, hater, of any you? of the particular moves, you know? It was pretty, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like standard as far as like what the, uh, the parkour meta is right now. That's kind of what Brandon was getting at is that... It's really fucking hard to do the moves that you know are your most difficult and most yeah. challenging or the jumps. You yeah, know? definitely. And then do that in a group because what's going to happen is one person will get theirs perfectly. Oh, and yeah. And the other three will fuck up at some point. Absolutely. And that one person going to be like, son of a bitch. I absolutely. Do this perfectly again, right? We've, we've been there. And there were times. actually <laughs> a lot of moves in there. Like, <laughs> I mean, again, I think like also the overwhelming aspect, That's because like, I've watched it again. My reaction is a little bit closer to yours the first time I watched it. Watch it again and watch the behind the scenes, and you realize that a lot of that stuff is actually a lot more difficult than you remembered, because you'll you'll miss things. You'll oh, miss there was some legit you'll miss shit that the, like the, Max Barker did front flip to punch Randy. It wasn't a Rudy, Randy, two and a half twists, and like you won't even like really notice it. You'll just like oh he did a little flip flop. Yeah. Like he just looks like Mario. He doesn't even look like you know what I'm saying. Like it doesn't register. There's, There's so much going on. It's hard to like really think about it, but. If you watch back a few times, a lot of those challenges were actually fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God, Shay. Okay, we're going to end it because Shay can't fucking handle the hour-long podcast. He's literally lying with his belly up in the air. Just crying. Just crying like a baby. Play with me. Stop. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for real though so much for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Shay, Shay, thanks thank for you having for me. coming on. Shay, thanks for coming on, buddy. Shay, you want to say your goodbyes? Any outro? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> actually sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, dude, I wish we could do more of these. Um, we're just going to have to come back on. We're going to have to come back on, Jake. Are you down? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I have more things to say. I've said a, a thing or two in my life. Dude. All right, much love out to all the fans out there, all the listeners. Um, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. We'll see you next week or whatever. We might have to drop more of these, you know, popping off more and more. We might be bringing video to you guys soon. Holla. Get at me. And, uh, dude, he's whistling out his nose right now. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't think about my outro with you 
groaning over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We out. All right, gang. What can I say? That episode was kind of a shit show. I I have to apologize a little bit for the, the amount of dog noises in the background and uh they're also the little sound issue the sound quality issue with all the mics in the room it kind of picked up unfortunately it picked up um like people's voices that weren't doc like each mic picked up everyone else's voice so you get more background noise um i want to be able to t- hopefully address and and solve that issue especially if we do more multiple person in-studio podcasts like this in the future uh but i still hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh and enjoyed the the conversation i had with with jake and jefe there um we're 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 still ironing in all the formats and everything else and uh you know the more feedback we get from you guys the better we can make it so i hope you guys will get in touch with me via the uh, height drop instagram or or at excuse me height drop at gmail.com you can also call the Height Drop Hotline, 720-295-7537, and you'll be able to just get your real voice heard, literally, on the podcast and by me and uh, and maybe our new producer, Hefe, if he continues to, to roll with us on that. So much love to everyone who helps out and listens to the podcast. Um, appreciate you guys just listening, for real. And uh, and the, the few reviews you've gotten on iTunes, everything else, uh, means a lot. So... Meanwhile, let me just go over our sponsors one last time so we don't ignore the fact that there are people helping out or could be helping out with this in the future. And um, we got Acorns. Acorns app, son. If you guys want to start investing cash, by God, if you probably don't have much cash, right? So there's this app that I use and I actually really like it. It's an easy, easy way to just round up all your purchases, takes everything that you buy with a credit card and rounds it up to the nearest dollar. You know that little trick they try to get you to do at Whole Foods for the hungry and poor people out there? Well, if you're hungry and poor, you can also do that for yourself, basically, and uh, round up all of your change. And it's a really easy way to just kind of start you know, for people that don't have uh, much to put away, it's a really easy thing to do to start investing in your future and start kind of like saving money. Um, it's an important thing to, to start wrapping your mind around, especially if you're young. Um, the dividends pay off infinitely, basically, you know. So I highly recommend it. Round up your spare change and just start doing something smarter with your money than just buying more bubble gum or whatever the fuck you be buying out there. Uh, Acorn. So there'll be a link in the description there. Please sign up through that link again. If you don't sign up through it, it's not a big deal, but it helps the podcast if you sign up through it. And then uh, if you don't, then at least you did something that you're wanting to do. Um, on it. Goddamn on it. You know, we're going to have an on it link in there as well. Please use our link. I talk about it every week, but these are the supplements and my favorite supplements that I've used and one of the most transparent and uh, legit companies that I've, you know, had the pleasure of. Being in, be, having any kind of relationship with over the few years that I've been using their supplements, but it's uh, it's dope to see them just continuing down that path of of trying. They they just launched a new protein bar, but you know, it took them like five or six years or something to get this protein bar out because again, they pay attention to the details. They really want it to adhere to the latest and greatest scientific like studies, and they do their own studies and clinical trials and triple blind studies and stuff like that. So it's. It's a legit company. Um, 
if you listen to Joe or Aubrey Marcus, who are both, you know, owners in the company, I think you will, you'll probably have already heard of it, but, um, just check it out. I mean, just check out some of the supplements. They really do offer some of the best things. And if you're, if you're an athlete or even if you're someone like me who needs to be on the mic and even that alpha brain, you know, getting your thoughts, hopefully in order, I haven't been out on the alpha brain for the last like six episodes. So I'm actually getting place an order and expect, expect the next 10 episodes to, to be a little bit crispier because I'm going to be on that alpha brain. Um, and finally, of course, go to that mermlife.com height drop promo code and you'll get half off the entire store. That's a little secret. Barely anyone's taken advantage of it. So I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys will take advantage now. That's what you get for listening all the way through to the end. Much love to you boys and girls and men and women and everything in between out there. We'll see you next week on High Drop. Peace.